Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 192 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. One year ends and another begins. Our beekeeping calendar continues. And as reports come in about high varroa numbers, I wanted to remind everyone about the dangers of oxalic acid. Stay safe, folks. Beekeeping short and sweet a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. I'm delighted to say that our podcast is now sponsored in part by Simon the Beekeeper. Making beekeeping an affordable hobby for everyone, Simon the Beekeeper provides the best value beekeeping equipment possible, along with a super fast delivery service. The bees won't wait, so their customers don't have to either. Visit the website at www simonthebeekeeper.co.uk Welcome back everyone and a very happy new year to each and every one of you. It's New Year's Eve, the last day of 2021 and I'm filled with optimism and hope for 2022. It's been a very tricky year for many people around the globe and I consider myself to be very fortunate to be surrounded by family and friends and to have the life that I live. I wish you all a successful and fulfilling 2022 and hope that your beekeeping journey continues and you get as much pleasure from your beekeeping as I get from mine. Beekeeping can be such a simple thing, yet it's also sometimes made complicated by us beekeepers as we continually attempt to find new and inventive ways to keep our bees under control, harvest some honey and keep them healthy. It's the topic of bee health that I wanted to cover off in part in today's podcast, particularly the use of oxalic acid during the winter months to treat for the varroa mite. For many, many beekeepers, the use of oxalic acid dihydrate in a solution of sugar syrup is the perfect way to treat their honeybees during this winter spell. It's cheap, quick, and simple to mix and use. For many others, the use of an oxalic acid sublimator, such as the Provat, is another effective way to treat multiple colonies quickly and effectively. So why do we use oxalic acid? Well, it kills the Varroa mite. A simple enough statement, but why do we use it during the winter months, and how should we use it to make sure we're safe? It is an acid after all. I've spoken before about oxalic acid treatments, and there are many approved oxalic acid treatments available out there. Once again, plenty for beekeepers to choose and use, treatments that will suit the beekeeper as much as the bees. Not that you really need to know, but here's a little chemistry. Oxalic acid is known as an organic acid and is part of a group of acids known as carboxylic acids. It's a widely available acid in nature and is found in a huge number of plants. Chemically, its formula is C2H2O4, but the form that we know and use is oxalic acid dihydrate, and that has a formula of C2H6O6. Uh, it's the simplest way to describe it. It's a colourless crystal at normal daytime and nighttime temperatures and has a melting point of around 101 to 102 degrees Celsius. This is an important number for anyone using heat to sublimate. 
but we'll come back to sublimation in a moment. Beekeepers with just a few hives will probably use oxalic acid mixed in sugar syrup and use what we know as the trickle method. There are several oxalic acid authorised treatments available out there and the one I've used regularly is Apibioxal. It's easy to mix and one 35 gram sachet will treat around 10 beehives depending on their size. The recommended dosage for Apibioxal is 2.3 grams per hive and it's administered by dosing each seam of bees. That's the gap between two frames that has bees in it. And those bees get a dose of 5 mils, no more than 5 mils of the mixed solution. The 35 gram packet of Apibioxal is dissolved in 500 mils of 1 to 1 sugar syrup and it can simply be syringed into the seams easily and quickly. One very effective piece of kit that we've used in the past is a sheep dosing syringe. It can be adjusted to refill with 5 mils each time using the spring-loaded trigger mechanism and when the spring-loaded trigger is released it refills the syringe. When I use this method I keep the syrup lukewarm in a flask and have the filling tube submerged into the syrup mixture. There are other oxalic acid treatments available of course and other methods of treating. This is where we beekeepers can make things tricky for ourselves. Research has shown that sublimation is one of the most effective methods, if not the most effective method, of treating honeybee colonies with oxalic acid. And I'll pop a link to the research paper that I've used in coming to this somewhat bold statement in the podcast notes. Maybe because of this, more and more beekeepers are using sublimation as their preferred method, but it comes with vastly more health and safety risks that need to be carefully considered and managed. Rewinding for just a moment and to help new beekeepers understand the mechanics of why we treat with oxalic acid through the winter, it's good just to revisit the way oxalic acid is used and how it works. So oxalic acid appears to work against varroa by physically damaging the varroa, but it also causes increased contact and grooming by the honeybees, thus transferring more of the oxalic acid onto more varroa mites, but it also dislodges the varroa mite from the backs of the bees. The use in winter is because oxalic acid doesn't penetrate the capped cells and so is only effective against those mites that are exposed and you will have heard me use the term phoretic mites before. We also know the brood nest area is vastly reduced in the winter months and at times colonies may go completely broodless for a period of time. This broodless period is almost certainly late in the year, November and December, rather than January and February. So if you're treating for varroa in the new year, just be aware that there will be capped brood that the varroa might be hiding in, so multiple treatments might be required. More of that another time. Let's just go back to thinking about beekeeper safety and using a sublimator. Sublimation makes an almost harmless crystal into a very dangerous airborne substance. We have to take this seriously and use the correct protective equipment. You'll hear people talk about vaporization methods, but what we're looking for is sublimation, and the two are very different and have different results. Sublimation takes the solid crystal and imparts enough heat energy to move from the solid state to the gas state without passing through the liquid state. Think of 
ice becoming steam without melting and becoming water first. If you want to see this effect in a semi-safe way, pop an ice cube onto a scorching hot pan on a barbecue outside. It will dance around and immediately become steam without the water phase. This is sublimation. Vaporization is where the substance transitions from a solid to liquid and then to gas, something quite different, and without getting into the science too deeply, can cause chemical bonds to break and substances to change into something quite different. Sublimation happens so quickly that those bonds don't break and the effect is to leap from solid to gas instantly. This is where oxalic acid sublimation is so effective, but also so dangerous. Using a sublimator, the crystals are dropped onto a sealed heated pan, which has a temperature of somewhere around 230 degrees Celsius. A tube from the pan body allows the gas to vent under pressure and is expelled from the chamber into the beehive. Here, it immediately returns to the solid crystal state and is deposited onto the inner parts of the hive and the bees, and they then start to groom and clean, removing both the crystals and, with some success, the varroa mites. Now, imagine not using an appropriate face mask and other PPE and accidentally letting the oxalic acid sublimate without getting the vent into the hive quickly enough. A large cloud of oxalic acid gas vapour will erupt from the vent, quickly filling the air and reforming its crystal structure. If you're caught in this cloud or the wind blows it in your direction any time you take a breath, you will, likely as not, breathe in some oxalic acid crystals, which will become trapped in your mouth, throat and lungs, doing potentially very serious and life-changing damage. Just don't take the risk. However stupid you feel, mask up, suit up and glove up. It's just not worth the damage you may do to yourself. So why on earth would we go to all the trouble and expense? Well, it's effective and practical for beekeepers with large numbers of hives who don't have to rely on other beekeepers to carry out the treatment on their behalf. If I were employing someone to carry out oxalic acid treatments on my behalf, I would almost certainly go with the trickle method for them to use instead, purely from a safety perspective. A spilt oxalic acid flask on the hand can be washed off easily and quickly with little or no damage. A cloud of oxalic acid gas inhaled is something altogether more frightening. If you're new to beekeeping, stick with the trickle method. If you're using a sublimator, please, please take care of yourself and anyone assisting you. Moving on to a lighter topic, I'm no further forward with the truck and trailer update. I'm being patient as it's the holiday period and will make allowances for now for the complete lack of contact from all the people I've emailed. I'll continue to update you as each week passes and eventually, hopefully, we'll get a solution to the question. New Year's resolutions. Have you made any? Are they worth it? Cynically, isn't it just an excuse to promise something that's totally out of reach and sets us up to fail? I'm reminded here of another life working in retail and something called smart objectives. It's enough to send a shiver down my spine, so we'll not go there. It is, though, a new year, so why not set out a target or two for the coming season? If anyone dares to post one New Year's resolution beneath the podcast, I'll save them and remind everyone at Easter what they committed to. So, 
here's mine. I commit to producing my own queens and to not buy in any buckfast queens this year, working towards locally adapted colonies that can produce a decent crop of honey. Secondly, and this is a non-beekeeping one really, I'm going to carry out all of the basic repairs and maintenance on my truck as best I can and calculate what I've saved over the year in garage costs. Hopefully it'll be worth it. Okay, over to you. Just one or two simple resolutions, one beekeeping, and if you want to share a non-beekeeping one, then that's fine too. Remember, I'll be reminding you of them in a few months. It's already in the calendar. Finally today, the Christmas jokes. Last week, I asked for your very best Christmas jokes. Seems we don't have many comedians in our ranks, as I only got three replies, but here they are for your enjoyment if that's possible first up is susan's contribution who is a christmas tree's favorite singer spruce springsteen i'll pause for the laughter to die down well it's a start thanks susan stein dropped a seasonal funny as follows what do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their games in a hotel lobby chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. I have to say, I can't read that one without breaking into song. Luckily for you all, I'm singing in my head, not out loud. And finally, the most complex and therefore requiring the closest attention, Dave dropped this little gem in on the Patreon page. King Alfred was very rude to his subjects, but became ill. He saw his doctor, who prescribed only eating bread. Eventually, King Alfred died. A plaque was erected outside his palace stating, Rudolph, the bread dosed, reigned here. Another one to sing silently in my head. Thanks all for your terrible Christmas jokes. I really don't think that I can pick a winner. They're so terrible. But anyway, if you each drop me your postal address, I'll send out a suitable gift to you. Well, that's it for this week. Happy New Year to everyone. I hope you all have a fantastic beekeeping 2022 and I'll catch up with you all again next time. But just so you don't forget, I'm Stuart Spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet. <laughs>